Hymns, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the name brands at up to 95% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but for 95% less. It's the same medication, still prescribed by a licensed medical provider, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, hymns.com slash joy. That's hymns.com slash joy for your free online visit. H-I-M-S dot com slash J. Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM, KKGQ, Newton. This is the Shane Dennis Show on the new ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. Yes, it is. Welcome in. Happy Tuesday. Happy January 30. Episode 655, Shane Dennis Show. Jack Johnson alongside. He'll be producing, reading your text, answering your calls. Here's how you can be a part of the show for the next couple of hours. You can call us, 316-669-4996. We got giveaways. We already gave away on Facebook an autographed Chiefs jersey. And we will continue to give stuff away through the hotline. So... Write it down. 316-669-4996. That's how you can call us. Text us. Text us anytime you want. 316-247-0923. About anything that you want. Uh, smart speaker around the house. KKGQ 92.3. That's us. You can stream the show at ESPNWichita.com. Listen live. Listen to the podcast of this show, The Pulse with Pat Strothman. Also, you can podcast the morning show, The Border Patrol, made to 10. So anything that Stephen and Nate are talking about or talking to, a lot of cool interviews over the next couple of weeks for sure. And the program with Seren from, six, uh, from 4 to 6. So check those out, those podcasts. Uh, they are up. And for your enjoyment, ESPNWitch.com. If you missed a segment, you just want to listen to something again. If we made you laugh during I'm Old Jack Young and you want to laugh again, feel free. ESPNWitch.com. 92.3 FM in your car, on your jam box. Tune in, Spotify, plenty of ways to find us. Follow us on Twitter or X. Be our friends on Facebook. We're at our Riverfront Stadium studio. It's January 30th. We're headed for a high of 62 degrees today. All right. Plenty of stuff to get to. Different topics, different sports, different things in the news and music. And it'll culminate with I'm old Jack Young and Pat with a little crosstalk at the end at around 145. But before we get there, the aforementioned Jack has our moment of levity. Jack? Not proud of this one. Not not proud of this one at all. When I finished high school, I wanted to take all my graduation money and buy myself a motorcycle. But my mom said no. See, she had a a brother who died in a horrible motorcycle accident when he was 18. And I could just have his motorcycle. (laughs) God. 
<sighs> I have more of a dad joke. You need to mark that one too. The motorcycle joke <laughs> and the tongue out joke. There we go. I'll check what do you call, right now. What do you call a Ravens fan with a Super Bowl ring? I don't know. Thief. Ah, there you go. <laughs> All right. Today is January 30th. <laughs> oh, man. That was Jezelnecki. Uh National Croissant Day. As National Plan for Vacation Day. Short and sweet. Three days to tell you about tomorrow when we get there. 1946, U.S. Mint released the first Roosevelt Dimes into circulation. Franklin Roosevelt, born on January 30th, 1882. So a nod to FDR on dimes. Jack, how good are you at uh, identifying who's on what piece of currency? You think you're pretty good at that? Oh, Not that I'm going to quiz you right now, but... Maybe. I'd say like 50-50 chance. All right, we might have to do that one of these days. Pull out all the change in my pocket and all the bills in my wallet, and we'll find out. What Jack knows. Maybe mix that in during I'm old Jack's show. Uh, the aforementioned FDR, born 1882. Which president? What number? 1882. What mm -hmm. was the name? <laughs> FDR. Uh, Let us out of the Great Depression. You remember him? Uh, it's oh, then Great Depression. Um, okay, so we're looking... Uh, probably in the... I'll say, I'll say, I'll give you a what I think is a hint. Yeah, I'll tell little, I need to take the hint. I can't embarrass a myself. A little higher than you think it is. Okay, let me go like twenty-seven. Yeah, thirty-two. Okay. Yeah, didn't embarrass I, myself. I thought I thought you were going down that road. So yeah, thirty-second president of the United States led the country out of the Great Depression, and the American people people elected him to four terms, twelve years in office. Also saw the country through World War II. Following the, bombing, following the bombing of Pearl Harbor. Uh, also, Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman, 94. Lex Luthor. Little Bill in Unforgiven. Coaching Hoosiers. All right, there you go. There's your day. There's January 30. All right, here's what we're going to talk about today. And follow along via the text if you want. 316-247-0923. But the beautiful thing about the text line is you don't have to stay on topic if you don't want to. Uh, but that won't guarantee you get your text read on the air either. But do what you want. Uh, we'll talk about the uh, Big 12 football schedules. Those have come out just recently. And so we'll have a little uh, chat about that. Who's playing who, when. And also, if you want to go to the Super Bowl... I'll tell you how much tickets are. You better be setting down if uh, if you're serious about wanting to go to the Super Bowl and buying a ticket. I'll let you know how much that costs, or at least right now. We're experiencing some technical difficulties as the moment as we look to get Shane back as he was breaking down the show uh, just a little bit here and going over his lineup for the day. We'll have some Royals talk coming up here in about 20 minutes or so. We're going to have the Twitter question, so be sure to go over to Shane's Twitter account and check out what you can vote on. 
here. Uh, you also will get to hear Jordan Foote as we have Jordan on every single Tuesday around 1 o'clock. He'll give you some insight on the Super Bowl-bound Kansas City Chiefs. And also, I'd imagine a little bit of Royals talk. We'll do some Ask the Host coming up at 125. And of course, as we always do to close out the show, we will have I'm Old Jack's Young, and that'll be around 145. Was curious, though, uh, what Shane had in store for the Super Bowl ticket. I think the last time I had seen a ticket, it was a couple thousand dollars for a nosebleed seat up in Vegas, and we know the price is always going to be driven up just a little bit uh, when you have the venue at a brand new stadium in Sin City, and you get two of the most villainous franchises you could argue in the NFL and the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. But again, uh, about a week and a few days away before we get the matchup between Patrick Mahomes and Brock Purdy, the first matchup between both of these quarterbacks uh, in their career. Of course, last year when Kansas City took on San Francisco in the Bay Area, it was Jimmy Garoppolo as the starting quarterback of the 49ers. Text line, of course, is always open at 316-247-0923. That is 316-247-0923. You want to know anything about uh, what we're going to talk about today, or if you have questions on your mind pertaining to college basketball, maybe college football, the Big 12 schedule releasing. We're going to get into that as soon as Shane reconnects here. Questions on the Royals, Chiefs, NFL draft, whatever the case may be. Shockers as well, got to throw that in there. And baseball's right around the corner as well for the Wichita State Shockers. Again, that text line number, 316-247-0923. You also can call in to give us your thoughts and opinions at 316-669-4996. Again, that is 316-669-4996. And if you're just now tuning in, hearing my voice, Jack Johnson, of course, we are just looking to reconnect Shane, who might have had a little bit of technical difficulty on his end, but we should get him back any second now. And here he is. Shane, do you read me? I read you. Do you read me? I got you loud and clear. Okay, I don't know what happened there. Uh, what I was going to say before we dropped, uh, that I was going to have Jack help us, just didn't know it was going to be right that right that minute, uh, help us understand why Adam Frazier was signed. Is that about when I dropped? Yeah, was, right uh, around there and right around the Vegas ticket yeah. prices. So I just okay. picked it okay. up and laid out the show for you if you missed what okay, I good. was saying. Yeah. yeah, so we'll talk a little Royals uh, coming up twelve twenty five. Jack will explain why the Royals signed Adam Frazier. He's got thoughts on that and uh, maybe a couple of theories. Got some basketball tickets to give away. Uh, leftovers on the Twitter question has to do with leftover food. Jordan Foote, 1 o'clock. I don't know if Jack told you all this, but uh, – I'm doubling down and ask the host at the end and we'll talk, uh, talk with Pat and get you ready for the pulse. Big 12 schedules came out, uh, revealed, uh, what Jack hour or so ago, something like that. Uh, I think on two hours ago, I think it was around 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock. Yeah. So big 12 has a new look 16 team schedule with the, uh, inclusion of course, of Arizona, Arizona state, Utah and the return of Colorado. Um, a lot of intriguing matchups or uh, reunions of sorts. You got BYU will travel to Utah on November 9th. First time since 2010 that a rivalry has been played 101 times and will be a conference game. They last 
net uh, in 2021. So, and then Arizona will host Arizona State November 30th for the Territorial Cup. And Baylor will play Houston for the first time since 1995 when they were in the old Southwest Conference. Uh, for the first time since 95, Baylor-Houston. Uh, Sunflower Showdown, KUK State, will be October 26. First conference matchup will be September 14th in Fort Worth. UCF taking on TCU. Um, and then, of course, it'll be the first season without Texas or Oklahoma in uh, a long time. TV selections for the first three weeks will be made this summer and decided between ESPN and Fox. Championship game December 7th back at Arlington again. Uh, KU, the news came out a little bit earlier than than the Big 12 schedules did. Right around 9 o'clock is when I first noticed it, somewhere in there. Uh, KU will play all six of its home games in the Kansas City area as renovations continue at uh, David Booth Kansas Memorial Stadium. And the surrounding Gateway District, Jayhawks will play Lindenwood and UNLV at Children's Mercy Park. And KU will host all four of its Big 12 opponents at Arrowhead. Jack, will that make it more likely that you'll see more Kansas games because they're actually going to be kind of in your backyard? Will that help? Um, certainly, yeah. I mean, where I live right now, um, oh, I guess somewhat in the area. I mean, Lawrence is about a 35, 40-minute drive for me. Arrowhead's about 20, 25, and Sporting oh, KC okay. is about you know, 20. So cut in okay. half, I would say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd imagine the ticket prices are going to be shot up a little bit, especially for those first two at Sporting Park. That only holds about, I think, thirty. If yes. that, if oh, that, so uh-huh. it's it's pretty small there, but it's such a, a cool venue and it's such a great area. I'm really excited for this because I never thought it was going to be a possibility, but there were thoughts thrown around of you know, well, they could play their first two home games in the rubble in Lawrence in front of half a stadium, and I'm like, I would yeah. just look. Ugly as hell. So glad they, they found an agreement to go with these two venues for the six home games they have. Chancellor Gerard said in a statement, quote, while we had hoped to play these games in Lawrence, the move to alternate venues is needed to ensure that our fans, student-athletes, and all constituents have the best possible game day experience and that we stay on schedule to complete construction for the 2025 season, uh, end of quote. So to Jack's point, yeah, um, other Plans could have been made, but they kind of went not high road, but they went uh, they went best they could uh, in order for the fans, players, and everybody involved can get a, a high quality uh, environment and experience. The school is also providing season ticket packages for all six games, as well as the four game package for the games at Arrowhead. And the student ticket allotment at Mercy Park, Children's Mercy Park, will be similar to what KU had at Memorial Stadium and could be larger for the games at Arrowhead. So uh, those uh, teams in the Big 12, the new ones included, uh, it's not too hard to find online to find out who your favorite team is playing and when, but that gives you just a little bit of a, a thumbnail sketch when it comes to Big 12 football. Speaking of football, the Super Bowl. According to SeatGeek.com, 
We have some numbers now on tickets sold, average ticket price, highs, lows, and everything in between, where the most of the tickets purchased are coming from geographically. If you want to take a look, you can go to seatgeek.com slash super-bowl-ticket-tracker if you're really into that. Um, the cheapest ticket is trending right now, right under where can I find tickets right now. Uh, cheapest ticket I'm seeing, and I'm blown away by it, and maybe I'm just uh, way out to way out to lunch as far as what a Super Bowl ticket runs nowadays. Jack, you care to guess what a Super Bowl ticket will I'll run say 8000 9326 That's the cheapest. Average ticket price, $17,012. Most expensive, $88,205. How or who could pay $88,000 to watch the Super Bowl in person? Do you have a dollar figure in mind, Jack, that you would draw the line uh, I, I would imagine you wouldn't pay ninety three twenty six to go see the Chiefs play the 49ers. What, uh, what would it take for you to shell out and go? Can I give you a hot take? Sure. Nothing? I, I hope to never go to a Super Bowl in my life. Go on. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, much more enjoyable on TV. There's nothing about the atmosphere that really entices me. Um, it's a bunch what of— What if—hang on. Don't finish. Hold that thought. What if I gave you access at no extra charge to go to all the Super Bowl parties that week and then go to the game? Change your mind? Oh, I mean, if, it, if it's a free trip, then absolutely. No, no, no. The whole thing's not free, but I'll, I'll let parties. you into the parties. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because, you know, it's the whole week thing. And uh, I would imagine if you're going to the Super Bowl, you're not just going, you know, Saturday night and yeah. then waking up. You're going. Up it's go Vegas. It's yeah, Vegas. Yeah. You're going to more Especially things. since it's Vegas. Yeah, yeah. If I'm getting free access to that, then. Man, still, I don't, I couldn't afford even the the cheapest ticket right now. I don't think a lot of people could. But I mean, if you got it down to a normal like playoff ticket price that you pay for Arrowhead Stadium, I think I'd think about it. But every time I've seen it, like it just, it's not. And maybe this is me just uh, more on the side of the true fan. Like I think the majority of people at a Super Bowl, like there's a lot of corporate people. It's just like a yes. lot of people that buy oh, yeah. tickets yeah. to the stadium. It's it's not like the atmosphere we saw at M&T Bank Stadium or or Highmark or Arrowhead in the negative 30 degree temperature. Like it just it doesn't do it for me that much. Where I'm like, you know what? I would love to just be at a a watch party at a bar mm-hmm. and watch this game and see the commercials and kind of get the whole you know broadcast version of it than really going up there and being around people that may or may not be fans of the team. Let's be honest with you. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's why, to me, it's never been one of those events where I'm like, I it's a bucket list item I have to go. If I got it for a normal playoff ticket price, yeah, I think I'd go do it. But you know the reality is it's never going to be cheaper. In venues like Vegas and L.A., it's going to be $10,000 for an upper yeah. deck ticket. So, yeah. yeah, I just don't think it's ever going to be likely for me. So let's say the... Um, let's say the Dolphins game was played in normal temperatures. I know they didn't they slash prices a, a tad bit. Oh yeah, to, they, they got oh, down to oh, like sixty dollars. <laughs> okay, so high end. Uh, let's say it was thirty five degrees and 
perfectly normal. What what were they asking for a ticket? What's the price? Yeah, I'd, I think upper deck um, would have been around 150, 160. Mm-hmm. And then if you're going lower bowl, you're probably getting in the 250s, the 300s, depending how close you get to the field. Um, okay. But, like, yeah, that price, and that would never be realistic for a Super Bowl, but, you know, that's for the sake of this conversation. If I paid, you know, 350 to $400 for me and another person to go see a Super Bowl, absolutely, I would do something like that. But when Not you're, a grand? You wouldn't fork out a grand? No. no. Okay. I, I would, it's just that's not enough. I don't even know if I'd fork out a grand for an AFC title game, if I'm being quite honest with you. Um, I just think it's some of those, like, I don't know. Maybe it's the Chiefs, like their home environment. I've never thought there's a massive change from playoff Arrowhead to regular Arrowhead. Like it's it's just as loud. Like yeah. And now yeah. they've been there so many times. It's like okay, I've I've gotten to experience it for that first time. It sounds spoiled, very spoiled. But it's like I I don't have this burning desire of me being like I have to go fork over <laughs> two grand, three grand just to to get into a venue. That that just ain't it for me. Not a bucket list Super Bowl. No. Huh? All right, what is, since we're on it? What's at the very top? Got one? Um, I would say, so I've been to a, a college basketball national championship. Um, I would say That's a impressive. college football national championship would be pretty awesome to see if <laughs> one of the local teams was in there. You know, mm-hmm. KUK State, Missouri up here, like going there for work for what, for what, uh, for what it w- would probably be. Um, I'd say a Game 7 in the NBA Finals. I've never witnessed a Game 7 in the World Series. That, of course, would be awesome to see. Um, Stanley Cup, yep, that, that's another one I'd throw up there. Like, really, as much of a football fan as I am, the Super Bowl, it's just kind of on the bottom for me because every one of yeah. those sports, right, it's not a neutral site. It's who the home team is, and I think that just adds a, a whole different element to it, not only for home fans. Man, talk about being a visitor and going to a Game 7 somewhere. Near them. That would be fantastic, and for the Super Bowl, it's a bunch of people in suits watching the game. So yeah, uh, yeah riddle, riddle me this though, yeah. uh, and I get your thought. I get the idea on a Super Bowl watch party. Those are great, and especially when the Chiefs are in it, and they have been for, for the last five years. So I guarantee I'm preaching to the choir with a bunch of people out there listening that they pretty consistently over the last five years have been going to Super Bowl watch parties uh, and enjoying watching the Chiefs. That to me is how you, if you're a fan of a team, and I'm not necessarily speaking for everybody in Chiefs Kingdom or Bills Mafia or whatever, if they should happen to make the Super Bowl. But it's almost more enjoyable to watch your team in the Super Bowl at a watch party as opposed to trying to move heaven and earth and going and seeing them in person. Am I on to something there? I, I think so. It, so if it were like the Ravens and the Lions in the Super Bowl, yeah. Okay, maybe I might. You know, that might move me to go to the game if, if I had the means and had mm-hmm. the money. But if the Chiefs are in it, no, I'd rather be in somebody's basement eating cheese dip and betting on squares and, uh, you know, having a few pops. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, which is so ironic because they got their ass kicked. But one of my favorite Super Bowl watch parties was the Buccaneers Chiefs one because mm-hmm. I was still in college. We went over somebody's house. We all pitched it on a keg. We had a full day tailgate. The game was at five something. So it's like you're tailgating all day. If you go to a Super Bowl, you're not tailgating in Vegas. You're probably going to bars, and that's going to run you up a lot of oh, money. God. It's like so <laughs> broke. Yeah. You'd be so broke. You'd be broke before the game. So to me, yeah. I'm like, man, 
just I love being around, you know, your own fan base. You know, you get to go celebrate with Chiefs fans. Some of them have been around in my lifetime in the, the early Trenton Green days, the Damon Heward days, the Tyler Palco, Tyler Thigpen, Brody Croyle days, Matt oh. Castle. It's like you can you can be with those fans, and I like that part of it. Of You just get to watch them on TV, and even though now, to be spoiled, it's their fourth one in five years, it's like it's just it's a different feel to me. Whereas if I was at the game and I'm sitting around – Maybe people that don't even care about the game. They bought it for their business. They've taken up 20 seats because it was for their company. It's like, I'm not really enjoying myself in the way that I would around fans of my own team and people that can't afford a Super Bowl ticket. It's like, oh, we all go to the basement. We pitch in on a keg. Maybe yeah. you just bring over your own drinks, your own appetizer. That's, that's the way I think all Super Bowls should be celebrated if you don't go. And I'm still, and the closer we get to it, I'm sure the more I'm going to bang this drum. I think we all need the day off on Monday. Cross Hell the country. Yes, we do. <laughs> Cross the country. That needs to be a holiday. We need to make that happen. All right, let's get going here. It's 1224. When we come back, Jack is going to explain why the Royals signed Adam Frazier, where he fits in, how much playing time is he going to get, and what's next for the Royals. So a little bit of Royals talk as we get a little closer to spring training. Also, Twitter question has to do with food. We will have Jordan Foote coming up at 1 o'clock like we normally do. Uh, maybe some giveaways, certainly some uh, WSU basketball ticket giveaways. That is coming for sure. Uh, so be listening a little bit later on for that. And then ask the host at 125. The topic will be Super Bowl. Then I'm old Jack Young toward the end of the show. and Pat will be in here. We'll have a little crosstalk, see what he's up to. Get you ready for the pulse from 2 to 4. But first, 32-year-old Adam Frazier is now a Royal. Why? We'll discuss next. You're listening to The Shane Dennis Show on ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. What do people with blindness or low vision need to live to the fullest? Just ask them. It's skill development, scientific breakthroughs, knowledge-based jobs, and the same opportunities as everyone else. When you give to Envision, whether it be your time, donations, or your engagement, you make it all possible. That's because at Envision, they don't focus on the disability. They value the ability. They choose not to envision a world without sight, but to envision a world where people who are blind or visually impaired are empowered to reach their full potential. Learn more at EnvisionUS.com. Hey guys, Nathan Regan from Burnell's Fine Jewelry and Design, Wichita's go-to for custom engagement rings. Did you know we have a beautiful collection of engagement rings that vary in metal color and design styles and include the popular hidden halo ring? With our custom engagement rings, you have flexibility to choose the preferred diamond center stone that works for your budget and reflects her unique style. We even have a wide selection of lab-grown diamonds in store. So if you're ready to propose, come see us at Burnell's on the northeast corner of Rock and Central or online at Burnell's. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. In the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. 
If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your time share or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-384-9393. That's 800-384-9393. 800-384-9393. The GOAT is coming to Kansas City. Sporting KC will host Inter-Miami and Lionel Messi, the greatest of all time, at the loudest stadium in the world. See Johnny Russell, Alan Polito, and the rest of your hometown team take on Messi, Luis Suarez, and more at GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium on Saturday, April 13th. It's the soccer capital of America versus the greatest of all time. Get your tickets while you still can at SportingKC.com. Your hometown radio station is ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Your home of the Wichita Wind Surge. Absolutely crushed. The Kansas Jayhawks. Wide open. Touchdown. The Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott waltzes in. The Wichita Open, the World Series, Big 12 Championship, high school football, and the best Chiefs coverage. Follow the leader. ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Happy birthday, Jody Watley, born on this day. It's a jam when I was a teenager. Don't you want me, Jody Watley. Time now for some Royals talk. Uh, last week, didn't have a chance to get to this um, for a multitude of football reasons, but the Royals and utility player Adam Frazier have agreed in principle to a one-year $2 million deal with $8.5 million mutual option and a $2.5 million buyout. So that makes the whole deal worth about $4.5 million. He is a royal kind of player that we have grown accustomed to, plays multiple positions. He's actually a left-handed uh, hitter, uh, played more in the infield than he did in the outfield. He's 32. He's with the Orioles last year. The deal likely will be completed this week. And when it is, the Royals will have a 40-man roster move to make. More on that in a moment. But uh, in case you don't know, Adam Frazier, contact guy, doesn't strike out much, had a 7% walk rate, hit 13 home runs, appeared in 130 games at second base, only 10 in the outfield, but you know the Royals. They'll probably um, move him around. And how much playing time he gets – uh, and where, to me, is, well, those are the duh questions. But um, the Royals still apparently want to get Michael Massey, who's also a left-hand hitter, at bats, and then Nick Lofton, who's versatile. They would want to get him at bats, you would think, or otherwise, what's he on the, the, big, the big club for? Um, before I get to Jack here, we need to reiterate that J.J. Piccolo has ensured, uh, assured us that it's no longer an evaluation process. Uh, now it's time to win. So with that in mind, you would think there will no longer be the Kansas City to Omaha shuttle with some of these young-ish guys like we have seen over the 
past handful of years with Massey and others. So, and this gets back to when the, when he passes his physical and when he's put on the 40-man, um, a move's going to have to be made. So, Jack, I will bring you in here. Number one, is this surprising to you? And number two, is that move that's going to have to be made to clear space on the roster going to come in the form of a trade? And if so, for what? For what position? So what do you think here? Uh, this is might be the funniest thing ever because as of 35 seconds ago, Mark Uh-oh. Feinstein reported <laughs> the Royals are making a minor trade with the Mariners per source. The move will clear a 40-man roster spot for Adam Frazier, who's signing wow. with Casey will become official today. So whatever that does mean, uh, the Royals will be making a trade. Uh, okay, which... disregard the last question then. <laughs> yeah. uh, answer the first one. Why Adam Frazier? Yeah, so it was reported about a month ago that the Royals were interested in bringing in a left-handed hitting infielder that could play multiple positions. Um, I really didn't think Adam Frazier was going to be in that conversation because Adam Frazier was a starter last year. Uh, He played 140-plus games for Baltimore, who won 100-plus games. Mm -hmm. So he was their second baseman. No and ifs or buts about it. Uh, He did have a very down defensive year historically, He's been pretty good over the course of his career. He's been a good defender. Uh, last year, though, um, not that great. Uh, offensive numbers weren't fantastic, but the power numbers were career-high in home runs, career-high in RBIs, uh, tied a career-high in stolen bases. And it brings me back to something J.J. Bacola said at the very beginning of this offseason. I'm going to sound like a broken record. You 100% have heard me say this before. But J.J. Bacola was asked about the team and after the valuation year, And it's what gave me confidence that the Royals were going to be active in the Mm offseason. He said, we've got guys that can bounce back, but we're not counting on it anymore. In other words, they had made their decisions as to who actually was their starters. They were not going to go into seasons going, well, he wasn't great last year, but he just needs another Let's give him a shot. See what he can do. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, there are some guys that still are, let's give him another shot. Kyle Isbell's one of them, but also J.J. McCole loves his defense. So I, I don't think he's looking at Isbell as a guy that has to prove himself. I think he believes with Isbell's defense he already has. He just has to be an average league hitter, and you can have a pretty good center fielder there. Melendez is another one of those guys. And then there was Michael Massey. And even though I like parts of Michael Massey's game, I'm sure J.J. Bacolo made a move for Adam Frazier to go, look, here's how we're going to approach the situation. Who knows what this this trade is going to involve? Uh, it could be a handful of guys. It could be Nick Lofton. It could be Michael Massey. Maybe it's a, a minor league deal because it did say a minor trade that was to clear up 40-man roster. Mm-hmm. So, so it could be somebody that wasn't even going to make the roster. So we'll find yeah. out here rather shortly. On the 40-man but not a big leaguer. Yes, and that's yeah. probably what it's going to be. But my thought was – you know, you have Adam Frazier, you have Garrett Hampson, you've got Nick Lofton, and you've got Michael Massey. There's no use for four second basemen on the roster there. Somebody's got to be the odd man out. And since Frazier is a left-hander, why does it make sense to bring in Adam Frazier, who is a starter, to play ahead of Michael Massey, who's, who's then on the bench, or Michael Massey to play ahead of Adam Frazier? Doesn't make too much sense to me. The Royals were also interested in a closer last week, and they're trying to do it through trade, so maybe Lofton is a trade bait. Maybe Michael Massey's trade bait. But I just think that... Picola looked at second base and said, look, we like Michael Massey, but he also hit 140 for the first two months of the season. If he does that again, we've got a black hole in the lineup, which is what we don't want. 
Adam Frazier's been an all-star before. Adam Frazier's had four years where his OBP was north of 340. So he has proven in his career he can be a good second baseman. Unfortunately, Michael Massey hasn't yet. Uh, his He's more so on the potential side. I will say this, Adam Frazier doesn't give you more upside than Michael Massey or Nick Lofton, but the floor is far mm-hmm. worse with Lofton and Massey because they yeah. haven't proven to you yet they're everyday big leaguers. Adam Frazier has done that, and I think that's why Piccolo made that move. And, you know, I, I still think the Royals like both those guys, but they've got to make a decision because I don't think you're going to put Michael Massey in AAA to begin the year so you can start Frazier. I don't think you're going to bury Nick Lofton in AAA for a long time while you have two left-handed second basemen on the roster. Something has to happen there on the 40-man roster, and maybe we'll find out here shortly. And, okay, this that's interesting because all the while you were talking there, I was saying, all right, fine. Adam Frazier is an insurance policy in case those guys don't hit. But you mentioned it. He played 140 games last year. I mentioned it. And, like, so is he taking $4.5 million to hold these guys, you know what, and wait until they falter? And what if they don't? Like, is he more likely to play twice a week or four times a week? Adam Frazier. <sighs> I'd this say, is weird to me. I'd say four I, times a week um, just because – I, I really did think that the Royals were sold on Michael Massey. I, I think they really I liked too. I thought that they loved the defense enough. They thought that the numbers were good enough in the second half where, hey, you're going to roll with them. Um, but it also feels very apparent this offseason the Royals have gone after guys that are coming from winning organizations. Frazier's been on a lot of winning teams, or at least he's on the Padres and the Orioles back-to-back. Uh, they went after Will Smith, three straight World Series. Nick Anderson was with Atlanta. Atlanta's been in the World Series a couple of times. You know, they have added guy. you know, Renfro's kind of the exception, although he was in San Diego at the, the height, in Boston at the height when they were competing. So they've gone after guys that, you know, were on comp- competing and contending teams, which I think they like a lot. Uh, whereas right now, the DNA for a lot of the Royals players, they've only played in losing games they, they've only yes. played for, yes. for i don't want to say meaningless because no major league game is no meaningless. i get what you're saying it, it point point well taken for sure by the way they just made the adam frazier signing officially official one-year contract mutual option the royals just tweeted that there cool. you go so yep. i'd imagine this trade will be announced rather soon um but i just think that i don't know why adam frazier would sign really at a discounted deal that's pretty cheap uh, for a guy that played nearly every single day for a 100-plus win team last year to go ride the bench. I do think the Royals signed him with maybe not handing him the starting job, but he's going to get a chance to compete in spring training. Um, And that's where if Michael Massey's still on this team, if Nick Lofton's still on this team, they got to earn it. I think that J.J. Bacolo really wants competition at that spot where pretty much the other eight spots on the the field, they're taken care of. Uh, Those spots are pretty much handed to those guys. And and second base – you got to find out who's the best option right now. They clearly believe Adam Frazier can return to somewhat of an all-star form or a close to that. Otherwise, I don't think they make this move. Adam Frazier's going to be on this roster. Garrett Hampson's going to be on this roster. Now the question becomes, is it Massey or Lofton? That's the odd man out. This one stinks a little bit to me, and I can't, can't quite get my mind around it. And I somewhat purposely didn't say anything for a couple of days because I wanted to let it kind of sink in. Um, and I guess maybe it depends on, and we'll maybe clear up when we find out who's been traded, uh, if there is indeed a trade with Seattle. But I get wanting to build depth. I get, you know, you can't just, you know, you can't just have 
15 guys on the big league roster. You got to have, you know, you got to have bench players too. But I don't know who, who that is. And I don't know if that, if Adam Frazier is that guy or if they think it's Michael Massey, uh, it's not doing much for his development to have him just play twice a week and sit on the bench and just come in in spots. We, you know, we've tried that. That's what, uh, that's what old guys are for. And Frazier's probably not quite there yet. 32 is not like it's 36, but a little bit of a head scratcher, a little bit of a head scratcher. So we will find out uh, what the corresponding move will be. Jack, keep an eye out for that. If you see it first, let me know. Uh, but they have made it official that Adam Frazier has uh, been uh, added to the team and a move, a corresponding move will have to be made. Uh, what it is, who it involves. We'll find out. The Twins, uh, a little bit closer to home because the Wind Surge, a Twins affiliate, they traded Jorge Polanco to the Mariners. It's Jerry DePoto. Um, can't stop making trades. Uh, the Mariners got Jorge Polanco in exchange for Anthony DiScalfini and Justin Topa and a couple of prospects, too. So maybe, just maybe, a couple of those prospects, whoever they are, uh, let's let's figure out who those guys are, and will they be coming to Wichita this year? Player for the wind search. We'll check that out for you, and as we get a little bit closer to spring training, we'll get Tim Grubbs on here, get his thoughts on maybe some of the the folks that will be playing in Wichita this year who will be coming back, and some of the prospects that were in A-ball in Cedar Rapids, uh, what do those guys look like? So we'll get a little bit uh, more into baseball as spring training gets closer. And, of course, Jack will uh, have a unique perspective here in a couple of weeks. So we'll check in with him. And uh, knee-jerk, I'm sure, and overreact to spring training games when they start right around, uh, what, third week of February, somewhere in there. All right, uh, before we get to the Twitter question, the Shocker basketball team is going to be back at home a week from tomorrow, the men anyway. They will be playing UTSA Wednesday the 7th at 6.30. If you want to go, i got a couple tickets for you. Call Jack right now. Be caller number 2, 316-669-4996. Wichita State, UTSA, Wednesday the 7th, 6.30. Pair of tickets on us, 316-669-4996. Let's check out Twitter when we come back. The Shane Dennis Show will be right back on ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. What do people with blindness or low vision need to live to the fullest? Just ask them. It's skill development, scientific breakthroughs, knowledge-based jobs, and the same opportunities as everyone else. When you give to Envision, whether it be your time, donations, or your engagement, you make it all possible. That's because at Envision, they don't focus on the disability. They value the ability. They choose not to envision a world without sight, but to envision a world where people who are blind or visually impaired are empowered to reach their full potential. Learn more at EnvisionUS.com. Your home's in your hands. You build it. You can save thousands of dollars building your dream home, remodeling your kitchen or bath, making your home more accessible as you age, or creating a new garage, barn, or workshop. You Build It has been helping homeowners save money for over 30 years. 
Using the YouBuildIt system, you can choose your budget, who designs your renovations, and how involved you want to be in the process. Call or text now, 316-260-2044. Your home's in your hands. You build it. Ready to dive into the ultimate summer experience in 2024? Look no further than Superpools. At Superpools, we believe every family deserves a slice of paradise, and it's our duty to make this process as seamless as possible for you and your family. So why wait? Call Superpools today at 316-880-3900 and let us turn your backyard into a stunning oasis. We still have a few spots left this winter, so lock in with us today. Superpoolsusa.com or 316-880-3900. Don't forget, we dig fun. Hey, ESPN Wichita listeners, Shane here, and I'm joined by Evan with Four Seasons RV. Big stuff coming up. Tell us about your RV show slash open house, Evan. This Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, we're having a huge RV show indoors. Over 100 brand new and pre-owned RVs and campers to look at. It's a great opportunity to learn all about camping and how easy it is to go have fun at the lake with the family, no matter what kind of vehicle that you drive. We have brand new campers starting under $20,000 and no payments due until May. Make that short drive to Abilene. Check out their Facebook page. Head over to KansasRV.com for new and used fifth wheels, compact trailers, travel trailers, and much, much more. It's free. Did I mention it's free? Four Seasons RV where the fun begins. This segment is brought to you by KDOT. As your speedometer creeps up, so does your risk of crashing. Don't try to save time speeding. Save a heartbreak by driving safely and make it there in one piece. Hi, I'm Roger Schofield at Schofield Honda. When I ask people why they shop here, they give me three reasons. Selection, location, and reputation. We've got a great selection of all makes and models on our pre-owned lot and the most used Hondas in the state. We have two convenient locations on East Kellogg and on West Central, and both offer service for all your vehicles, not just Honda. We stand behind our nearly 70-year reputation with our nationwide limited lifetime warranty on all new Hondas and most pre-owned vehicles. So come see us in East or West Wichita at Schofield Honda. Well... While we were away, happy birthday, Phil Collins. This is his studio. While we were away, we discovered a few things when it came to the Royals trade with the Mariners and the prospects that the Twins got back from the Jorge Polanco trade. First of all, uh, Samad Taylor was the player involved going from Kansas City to Seattle, uh, he hit, what, Jack, 200 in a handful of games with the Roys this past year? like If 20, that, yeah. 200 in uh, 31 games-ish. All due respect, and I do mean with all due respect, uh, it was for a player to be named later or cash considerations. Are you surprised they got something for uh, Samad Taylor? Because it was pretty clear he wasn't really in the Royals' plans? Um, I'm not completely shocked because he's still a young player with years of control and there's some parts to his game that you like. Uh, never bad to have somebody else that can play multiple positions. Uh, th- this did feel like it was a possibility. I don't think the Royals were going to give up somebody 
on the pitching side in a 40-man roster spot to clear it. But now it raises the question, what the hell are you going to do at second base? I mean, they're, they're, you can't carry Garrett Hampson, Adam Frazier, Nick Lawson, and Mike, Ma- Mike Massey on the roster. Uh, you're going to have to make a decision. And Is Michael Massey getting traded? I mean, because you don't acquire those other two guys and then yeah. flip them for somebody oh, it's, else. It's crossed my mind, I think, for sure. I think there's value there. Um, and maybe he is somebody that's in the works for you know a closer out there. But I, I do think there's another move to be made here because right now there's too much of a, a roster jumble, if you will, at second base. There, there's too many guys that are going to play that spot, and it doesn't make sense to carry two left-handed hitting second basemen on your roster. Nope. Nope. Uh, now, as it might affect us or uh, here in Wichita and the wind surge, another question before I get going here. Jack, can you believe Jorge Polanco is worth – Four guys, including two. I think he's a really good player. He's also a really good player who's never healthy. So Seattle, I think, is a little bit desperate to adding to their lineup, and they were willing to part ways with, you know, I would say one of those prospects. uh, It was Bowen, I believe it was. Kind of a failed prospect. Yeah, he's 23 years old and and in low A. Gabriel Gonzalez is the number 79 overall prospect. That's the prize the piece, in my opinion. N- number three, and now he's the Twins' number four prospect. Yeah. So, yeah. And then Topa, yeah, Topa gives them good uh, length out of the bullpen. Adi Scalfani, he's there for long relief, maybe a spot start here and there. But for four players, for a guy that's never really healthy, it's pretty good. For Seattle, we've seen this a few times this offseason, pretty desperate in bringing some guys to their lineup. And, you know, I don't know if a 30-year-old – Second slash short, second baseman slash shortstop is worth four players, but Minnesota they like their return. I do think if Polanco's healthy all year, then it works out for Seattle because I think Polanco is a very good player. But that's also a big if, right? He's also thirty years old now, so how much healthier is he going to get throughout the course of his career? But I was a little bit surprised to see not only two prospects but two major leaguers and mm-hmm. decent ones at that going back to Minnesota. Guess who's uh, in line now to play second in Minnesota? Uh, isn't that Eduardo? Eddie yeah. Julian. Eddie, Eddie yeah. Julian. And, and Brooks Lee isn't too far away from the big leagues either because he's their number two overall prospect, a couple of former wind surge players. So uh, in looking forward to this particular year, Gabriel Gonzalez is the, the gem in this. He's 20 years old. Um, outfielder, number 79 on top 100 list. Uh, is hit tool and over an arm are above big league average in low a hit 348 last year with eight dingers and 54 rbis and in high a 200 plate appearances had a little tougher time of it hit 216 in high a um will he be in wichita we'll see I, at some point i would think Will he come here out of spring training as a 20-year-old? That'd be the uh, – he'd be the Brooks Lee of 2024, in my opinion. Um, going to have to, uh, like I said before, going to have to wrangle uh, Tim Grubbs away from his cubicle and ask him about these dudes. But Gabriel Gonzalez, uh, the Twins now number four overall prospect, and right-handed pitcher Darren Bowen 
who is unranked, uh, and Cash actually involved in that deal between the Mariners and Twins, too. So if you join us a little late, uh, Samad Taylor just got traded to Seattle for either Cash or a player to be named later. And the um, Adam Frazier deal is now locked in. He's on the 40-man. Samad Taylor gets traded. So there you go. You're up to date. As Mariners acquire Samad Taylor from the Royals for PTBNL or money. All right, Twitter question now. It has to do with leftovers, food, those leftovers. Uh, also, congratulations to Brock. He wins the Shocker tickets. He's going to go a week from tomorrow. Check out the Shockers and Roadrunners February 7th at the Roundhouse. All right, Twitter question. And then here in just a little bit, we'll talk to Jordan Foote, as we do on a Tuesday, talk Chiefs with him. This is a uh, pretty close race. Got to uh, tip of the cap to my good friend Anthony. He's the one that came up with this Twitter question. At ESPN Wichita, please go vote, repost. What food is best left over? Meatloaf, lasagna, chili, pulled pork. Jack, you like leftovers? And if so, of those four, which are best left over? Meatloaf, lasagna, chili, or pulled pork? I'm going to go with lasagna there. I think okay. lasagna, even if it is a little bit cold, like day old, two day old, I, I can still eat it. Hell, hell yes. I'm a leftover guy too. Uh, Chance, our good buddy Chance at our high school game of the week guy, was talking about cold pizza this morning. Um, leftover pizza that you reheat, I would disagree with. If you like cold pizza, then, yeah, I guess that would be your thing. Is that still a thing? Do you eat cold pizza, Jack? I did yesterday. Cold pizza. Oh, yeah. It's it's not. If you think about it, it's like you've eaten pepperoni or salami cold before. You've eaten cheese cold before. Marinara can be cold. Bread can be, like, a little bit cold. It's not as, not as crazy as you think. Okay. All right. And I'm not going to argue with you. If you like cold pizza, I'm not going to take that away from you. But, man. I need I need that stuff heated up. I need it to taste just like it did when it when it came out of the oven for me the first time. Uh, so far, chili forty one point nine percent, lasagna twenty three point three percent, pulled pork eighteen point six percent, meatloaf sixteen point three percent. John hopped in the mentions like he normally does. Anything super-related, always going to taste better the next day. But, man, I love a good leftover meatloaf sandwich. Meatloaf, 15.2%. Four good ones. Thank you, Anthony. Please go to our X slash Twitter page. Vote, repost. Got plenty of time to do so. Which food is best leftover? Meatloaf, lasagna, chili, pulled pork. Uh, This is about the only time to, to get this in here. Um... I know we don't talk, I'll give you some updates, talk a little bit about Shocker women's basketball team under Terry Nooner in his first year. Uh, but beyond that, not a lot of women's basketball talk, but stumbled upon a thing on Yahoo Sports talking about Kate, Caitlin Clark from Iowa. Um, 
not only continuing to plow her way to the very top of the heap and points scored for her career, she's sitting on 3389 right now and averaging 32 points a game. She is approximately four games away from breaking the D1 women's record and nine games away from breaking Pistol Pete Maravich's record of 36-67. She's also on pace to become the first Division I player with 3,000 points and 1,000 assists. Um, the games that she plays in are, there are a lot of eyeballs on her one way or the other in Iowa, of course, uh, whether it's television, in person, or both. Iowa's game against Ohio State on January 21st, I think that was the game that she got ran into on a court storm, right, Jack? That Ohio yes, State? Yes, that was Ohio yeah. State, yep. 1.93 million viewers on NBC and Peacock, largest audience for a regular season women's game in 14 years. Iowa is set to become the first women's hoop team to play on all four broadcast networks in the same season. Iowa has sold out Carver-Hawkeye Arena for every home game, uh, home game this season, first time in program history. When Iowa goes on the road, opponents have seen a 150% spike in attendance in those arenas. Tickets for tomorrow's game at Northwestern are reselling for as much as $1,300, according to the Chicago Sun-Times. At Northwestern, tickets resold for as much as $1,324. Her memorabilia is shattering records, too. A Bowman U trading card that she autographed sold for $78,000 last week. The previous high for a women's basketball card was Diana Taurasi's rookie WNBA card that sold for 11500 Clark's Bowman trading card that was autographed sold for seven times that much. And the only female athlete to ever demand a higher price is Serena Williams, who was, as we all know, a professional tennis player. Caitlin Clark has 1.1 million social media followers, and NIL deals with Nike, Gatorade, Tops, State Farm, Bose, Buick, Goldman Sachs, and H&R Block. And also, earlier this month, she released her own cereal with High V. And some estimates have her net worth hovering around $3 million. Caitlinomics is alive and well in Iowa City. And Caitlin Clark is just going to get more and more attention as she gets closer and closer to not only the women's scoring record, but Pistol Pete Maravich's scoring record, too. All right. Coming up here in two hours, it'll be happy hour at Twin Peaks. And nobody does happy hour like they do, whether you're, well, whatever your preference. They've got everything from tequila cocktails to an extensive bourbon category to top shelf spirits and cocktails served over ice balls. Local craft beers and handcrafted whiskey cocktails round out an adventurous drink menu, second to none. And don't forget about their 29-degree 
man-sized drafts. We'll be out at the East location on Friday. Come by and see us from noon to 4 then. And here in a couple hours, head in there. 21st and Rock or Ridge and Taft to celebrate happy hour at Twin Peaks Never Settle. Jordan Foote, talking Chiefs. We come back. Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM, KKGQ, Newton.